Hi, this is Robert Helms, and thanks for listening to the Real Estate Guys podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think. Thanks so much. Now, on with the show. Happy New Year, and welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. We've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about investing in the one thing they're not making any more of, and that is land. How do you invest in land as a real estate investor, and what makes sense on today's Real Estate Guys radio program? Go online with the Real Estate Guys. The Real Estate Guys need your help. We're conducting an online survey to learn more about the information that you're looking for and how we can help grow the Real Estate Guys radio program. Just a few minutes of your time will help us help you. While you're online, subscribe to our e-newsletter. You'll automatically be entered to win a cruise with the Real Estate Guys. Help us to help you. Go online with the Real Estate Guys at realestateguysradio.com. realestateguysradio.com. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program, our first show of the new year. Happy New Year. We are looking forward to 2009 like uh, we can't even imagine. Let's uh, meet our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. Happy New Year, Robert. And to you, sir. This is a year we're excited about because uh, mostly really because uh, last year's over. Yeah. That was a tough year. Eight in, wasn't in a lot of ways. Uh, as great as it could have been, uh, but nine we hope will be finer than eight. Yeah, fine for nine. Uh, we uh, have a, a great uh, season lined up for you. A lot of great uh, guests coming on today. We have an excellent guest talking about uh, land, really. One of the uh, amazing uh, investments uh, in real estate is land. And we're going to talk uh, at some length about that. Uh, if you look at the four ways that we make money in real estate, uh, you have to you have to just it's not just that real estate goes up in, in price over time. As we've seen in this last year, we certainly can hit times where the market goes down. Overall, time after time, year after year, land and real estate tends to go up in value. But there's really four ways we make money in real estate. Right. You make money on the cash flow. You get money in on the rental and you have expenses going out. So hopefully you make money on the cash flow. Uh, you make money on the tax breaks, which is part of the cash flow, but it's kind of a little bit offline, so we break it out as a separate item. You get to depreciate with something you can't do on your personal residence. Uh, if you have a fully amortized loan, now when the you make the payment using the tenant's income, you're actually getting debt relief, if you will. You're paying down your loan and getting equity buildup, and so that's a way we make money. And the fourth and our favorite way is when the value of the property goes up over time. Maybe not a year, maybe not even two years as we've seen, but typically a 10-year or greater period of time, it's uh, pretty difficult to go back in history and find any 10-year period of time where the property wasn't worth more at the end of the 10 than it was at the beginning. You know, it's interesting. When I first started investing in real estate, the very first property I bought was a duplex that I lived in half of and rented the other half out. And then from there, I uh, kept acquiring units, mostly smaller units to start with. And uh, and today, of course, own a lot of different uh, types of property in a lot of different areas. When I was first starting, people would ask me about investing in land. And I go, well, you know, the four ways you make money in real estate – Three of them really don't apply in land. Land goes up over time if you buy it in the right place. But since most people can't or don't finance land, or if you were going to finance land, you have to have a big chunk down. There's not a lot of uh, uh, credit for writing off the interest, right? And you're not uh, amortizing it over time. Uh, because you generally don't have tenants in raw land, uh, you're not uh, getting income necessarily from it. Sure, you can always uh, put up a uh, you know a, a pumpkin patch or a Halloween yeah, Christmas tree, uh, or Christmas tree or... farm or something. Uh, but you, you don't, you don't uh, normally uh, have 
have that. You don't have cash flow from it. You don't have uh, uh, the depreciation credit. Depreciation is based on the improvements on a piece of property. So when we look at that great tax benefit of depreciation, it has to do with the infrastructure, the improvements, the building, not the land, everything but the land. So really the only way we can make money with land is through appreciation. But there's a little known secret in there, and that is that the right land in the right place goes up, and it doesn't go up in a linear fashion. Oftentimes when you study land, what happens is its its value doesn't go up much you know, every year for a lot, of, for, it would be very flat for a long period of time. And then, whoa, all of a sudden there's a geometric progression when the land becomes in the path of progress or in favor. Now, we've seen this happen in, in our real estate investment careers, right? We bought a piece of property that uh, was rumored to be, uh, there was rumored to be a, a hospital coming in across the street. There was nothing planned. You could dig around all you wanted on the city and county and state websites. Couldn't find anything about it. But there's just a little rumor, just a little bird in the air was uh, was telling us about this. So uh, we bought a parcel, about a seven-acre parcel. And uh, lo and behold, while we were in escrow, before it had even closed, uh, the hospital was announced, a brand-new $450 million hospital right across the way. And uh, virtually overnight, the, the value of our land doubled. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that was hardly a land banking play, though. I mean, what, the thing that's ironic about that is the guy that we got it from had had it for a long time during the flat part. Yep. And then uh, you went in and got it for us right before the takeoff part, <laughs> which was great. It took off right after we bought it. And uh, how many times did he ask to buy that back from yeah, us? Yeah, pretty much every time we see him. So, uh, But it was a very, very friendly uh, friendly transaction. It's not like he didn't make any money on the land, but uh, you're right. The, it just the took him a lot it, longer. It, it, it does, and that's the thing. That's my point in this is that if you catch the curve, correctly. The challenge, of course, is being able to do that because people often in our seminars, uh, we joke about uh, people that want cheap real estate. Okay, where's where's real estate cheap? Well, you know where real estate is cheap is out in rural Alabama. Right. Real estate's a bargain out there. The it's cheap. It's been cheap in rural Alabama forever. It's going to be cheap forever. So you don't want to necessarily want something cheap. You want land in the path of progress. And so maybe one day they'll develop the moon, but until they do, it's still twenty nine ninety five an acre for land on the right. moon. So you know, good luck uh, with title insurance. But uh, that's a, that's another story. Uh, but as I've uh, advanced as a real estate investor and refined my investment philosophy, one of my favorite investments, the one I used to say didn't make any sense, uh, is uh, is land. And so the challenge with land is you have to have patience. And you have to do a little more homework and you have to understand where a market is going to be able to figure out where to buy. You have what we call infill locations. Say you take a popular city like New York City. Is there land available in New York? Well, you're not going to go buy 100 acres anywhere, but occasionally you might get a small parcel of infill land where either you knock something down to build something or there just hasn't been anything built there, and it's between everything, right? So there's buildings all around. There's development all around. That's a possibility. So infill is an interesting thing to look at. Then you have the land that's in the outer edges of where uh, Metropolis is going. And sometimes that can make sense. We're pretty active in uh, the uh, greater uh, Las Vegas area where all of the land is pretty much spoken for. doesn't feel like it when you fly over Las Vegas because it looks like there's a lot of land. But, of course, the majority of land in Nevada is owned by the government. Yep. And so the Bureau of Land Management occasionally releases land, but you can't count on that. That's not something uh, that uh, an individual has a lot of uh, control over. And so you have to really study land to make uh, to make a, a, a good profit from it. We uh, recently bought um, a pretty interesting uh, piece of land that is, because of its unique nature, uh, it's already worth a lot more than uh, than we, we bought it for. So we, we love that. But to get your mind around uh, land investing, it's just different. It's not like owning an apartment or a single-family house that you rent out and collect a check on. 
No, no, it isn't, except for philosophically, the idea is that you want to control the property for a long period of time and let equity happen to you over time. And I think one of the things, having gone through 2008 and all of the um, negativity, if you will, in terms of the uh, value of homes especially, and a lot of that was really driven by the supply of money. I mean, that's really, it didn't change. The, the demand for homes didn't change. Incomes really didn't change substantially. That's not what the issue was. The issue was the availability of financing specific towards that area. And of course, because that fell apart, it had a ripple effect and we're seeing financing problems all over the place. But the but but one of the things is is that you could make money so fast in real estate in 04, 05, 06, even even into 06 that that people began to think of real estate really as an ATM machine, as a get rich quick machine. And real estate has never been that. We've always talked about a minimum of a 10-year time horizon even if you're buying a little duplex or a fourplex or whatever. And the purpose of the cash flow was just to give you enough money to make the mortgage. But where you were really going to make your money was on the value of the property 10 years from now versus what it is. We go, we, you know, we speak all the time. We interact with people all the time. Ask this question all the time. How many of you believe that real estate will be worth more in 10 years than it is right now? And virtually everybody believes that. I just read a whole bunch of surveys that different finance companies have done. The majority of people in these United States, even right now, with as bad as real estate has been, the way people think of it, of course, it's just on sale. It's a great time to buy, so it's not really bad. It just depends on, on, you know, if you're trying to sell, it's bad. But if, you, if you're a buyer right now, it's a great time to be a buyer. Uh, but they still believe that 10 years from now, it's going to be worth more. And you compare, like, for example, to the stock market that's been flat as a pancake, really, all the major indexes have been basically flat since the turn of the century. And I don't think anybody is saying, hey, it's going to come rip-roaring back. Right. Uh, I still think real estate is a, is a great play. And land has a lot of advantages I know we're going to talk about over the hassles of having to deal with tenants and toilets and all the things you go through as a landlord. Well, and, and really it's it's conceptual as well. And you mentioned the term land banking. And uh, when we were first talking about land, there's been investing in land, right? It was possible for us to have sold. We could have sold that parcel in six months and, and doubled our money. We could have done that. That's not what we chose to do uh, with that in that marketplace. It's very bullish in the marketplace. But this concept of, of banking land is really what developers do. If I am a home builder, a big home builder, public, a publicly traded home builder that's building thousands of units, I don't finish my last house, close escrow on it to the last family in development, and then go, you know what? I guess we're going to have to go get <laughs> go some shopping. more land. No. You know, those companies have land for days, yeah. for months, for years. They, they continue to hold – Big tracks or options or, or you know of, of land so that they have an ability to then create their product. Right now, developers are, and, and especially single family home builders are hurting, and a lot of them are letting go of, of land or yep. they're putting the brakes on a project. Unless you have already broken ground, uh, as we know, new, new housing starts have been down for the last year. Builder confidence is low. To me, again, that might spell opportunity. Because what's going to be happening in the future is we know without a doubt there will be more and not less people coming into this great country of ours. We're on uh, the track to hit the 400 million people. Every single one of them will need to use real estate. Right. They'll live in a house or apartment. They will go to work somewhere. They will vacation. They will ultimately be buried in real estate most likely. So <laughs> they are gonna. There's a, there's a need for real estate coming. And as you said, right now it's on sale. Well, and you know, th- th- there's so many uh, 
people out there, and the the need for real estate is not just for places to live, but places to work, places you know uh, whether it's parks, public works. I mean, you know, you pick something. So uh, if you know you've got a growing population, and you know that land is central to human life, and nothing is ever going to come along and change that, at least not in our lifetime. We're not going to be living in test tubes or become virtual virtual people. I mean, we're we're going to be interacting with land. Then it's a pretty safe place to be as long as you're in it for the long term. So uh, the question really comes down to is where is the path of progress and what is reasonable for you to be able to control over the long haul? I'll tell you right where the path of of progress is. (laughs) I was uh, driving from uh, Las Vegas to Phoenix and in that middle area there, there's like nothing going on. And I see a sign and it says acre of land for $395. And I went to my buddy, I go, you know, we got to just go pick up a couple thousand dollars worth, right? Just for like for the great grandkids. Right. Oh man, this would be great. We're dry as we're having this discussion. We go another few minutes, and there's another sign: acres of land starting at four ninety five an acre. I said it's already up. Look, it's already up a hundred bucks. Happens. Why we were waiting? So uh, apparently, if you just keep driving long enough, it will go up. But in in all uh, reality, you do have to know kind of where the puck is going. Where's the land that you're considering? Where where that where's that market headed? How do you find out? When we come back, we'll meet an expert that uh, spends his time answering that very question, if you will. We're tuned uh, to the Real Estate Guys Radio Network. We'll be right back. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Happy New Year. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to make 2008 a thing of the past? What if there was a time-tested way to ensure that 2009 is your best year yet? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable. But how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Come to Creating Your Future, the 2009 Goals Retreat with Robert Helms, January 2nd to 4th in beautiful Shell Beach, California. This unique weekend event has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the hundreds of people that have attended. Find out more at wowevents.com or call 1-888-662-0668. Get your life back on track physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2009 Goals Retreat on the first weekend of the year. Visit wowevents.com or call 1-888-662-0668. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you are meant to. Visit wowevents.com or call 1-888-662-0668 today. Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day, mate. This is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time traveling all over the U.S. and the world hunting down hot markets, great properties, and expert agents. Give us a ring at one 411 4GPN and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's one 411 4476 Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at one 411 4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now. Are you worried about your future energy costs? With oil prices recently coming back down, many Americans are being lulled into thinking that all will be well and good. 
But experts predict utility companies are going to see an unprecedented rise in costs as President-elect Obama is planning huge tax penalties for the use of dirty fuel. What can you do about it? Consider solar. Clean, green solar energy is cheaper and easier than you might imagine. Solar Masters is a solar electric generation installation company dedicated to bringing you the highest quality products to develop your own clean energy. And you'll be surprised at how affordable it can be. An installation of Solar Electric can be your insurance policy against future rate hikes. Solar Masters is offering listeners an unbelievable special. For a limited time, when you mention the real estate guys, you'll get your system installed free of labor costs. Call now at 888-757-7677 or visit SolarMastersInc.com. You can reduce or even in some cases even eliminate your electric bill. Call Solar Masters at 888-757-7677 to find out more. Tell them you heard it on The Real Estate Guys. Call 888-757-7677 today. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. This week we're talking about investing in the part of the real estate that uh, doesn't wear out and doesn't have any tenants or toilets or any of that. It's the raw land, investing in land as a uh, real estate play, and a lot of reasons why that uh, can make sense. And we're going to discover some more of those uh, today on the program. Let's introduce our guest to you. Uh, joining us today on The Real Estate Guys is Tad Brenneman. He is from IRA Land Group, and uh, Tad's company actually actually specializes in uh, finding and locating the places where land uh, is going to be more valuable in the future. Tad, welcome to the program. Happy New Year, and thank you for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for being here. Now, uh, first of all, land is, a, is an interesting investment because there's so many different uses for it, and you have other things to consider like zoning and, and uh, the use uh, permits and all that kind of stuff. How is it that you uh, look for uh, uh, an area that makes sense when it comes to investing in land? Well, our particular formula is one that's uh, outside of a, a growing metropolitan area. You know, it, Land banking is really about uh, the laws of uh, supply and demand. We like to go into an area that the, the demand is low, the supply is high, and over time the demand expands out and the density of population will drive the price of, appreci- of appreciation up. So if the demand is low at first, then I would imagine that you'd be able to get in at a good price and good then price. be patient to eventually be in a place where land is going to be more valuable. Typically, the zoning we're, uh, we're, we're looking for is agricultural or no zoning at all. And as population comes out, it's rezoned for a higher use, higher value property. You know, schools come in, housing comes in, infrastructure comes in, and they're all putting demand pressures upon the available land that's in an area. And and I think you uh, you hit on a key, which is uh, looking for land that is kind of where it's going to go. You're outside major metropolitan areas. If you go out into the middle, you know, of the U.S. somewhere, and and uh, there's just nothing for days, and there's houses are three miles apart. Probably going to be a long time until that becomes in demand. Well, very true. We're looking at no more than an hour drive outside of a metropolitan area. You know, we really think that uh, you have to be close enough so in your lifetime the land will be developed and, you know, you gain the appreciation that you're looking for for retirement or whatever your, your value is on that land. 
Well, and, and you bring up retirement. Part of, uh, actually, your company's name is IRA Land Group, which is interesting because what does an IRA have to do with land? Well, as we've discussed many times on this program, uh, and many people don't even understand this, but within your retirement account, an IRA or other retirement account, it is possible, legal, and sometimes very advantageous to own land. Why is it that it makes sense to consider at least having land in your IRA? Well, both IRAs and land are long-term holds. It, they, they actually are a good marriage with each other. Uh, land will be held in your IRA or 401k, and when you sell the land in the future, uh, there's still no taxes on it because it is within your IRA or 401k. You know, that's very nice, and you can reinvest that money at any time or start withdrawing it upon retirement. So it's possible to buy land for cash, but there's just some reasons why you might, you might want to consider your retirement account. Well, cash is always great. You know, cash... When you have uh, anything that you buy with cash, you have long-term capital gains, which today are really good. They, you know, they're probably going to go up here in the near future, but they'll still be advantageous versus your income tax. You know, IRAs and 401ks postpone any taxes until you truly retire and start withdraw- withdrawing your funds. So what you guys do is you specialize in looking for areas that are long-term plays, but there's some indication that in the future they're going to be worth more. What's a typical hold period for a client of yours? We suggest holding a minimum of 10 years. As you said earlier in the show, you know, land starts off slow because we're going out with a population isn't dense enough to create a large demand for a piece of, of land. As that population grows and the demand comes in and density of people comes in, it really drives up the value. So that, that can take at least 10 years if you, if you purchase it right. Uh, it, many of our investors are tempted to sell it earlier than that because they see a doubling within two or three years or a tripling. But really what we're there for is the long-term appreciation because it should do much better than double or triple. Well, it's interesting when you look at uh, this type of investment because unlike many of the real estate curves, you know, if you look at median home price in an area, there are some areas where it's fairly stable over time. And when you look at a long period of time, there's definitely a trend. But a lot of times when you study the land charts, they're relatively flat in the first few years and then boom, it goes up. So you got to resist this temptation to want to sell because I've seen a lot of the case studies that you guys and, and other folks that are in your business do where, you know, really by the time you sell, the land might be 10 or 20 times the value. Yeah, we've seen it higher than that, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't look at it that way. I look at it for a return that's going to do better than my alternatives, which are the stock market or bonds. You know, my hopes are that it's going to do 15% or higher on an annual appreciation rate, but to do that, you have to hold it a minimum of 10 years. Right, and if you were to get 15% annualized hold, I mean, annualized return on a 10-year hold, it's most likely not very many percent in the first year and then a whole bunch at the end. So part of it is also timing when to get out. That's very true. Timing is critical. And again, the timing is going to depend upon the demand and the growth and the density of a population. Uh, you know, the population growth paths are, uh, the studies are available. You can go to any town and you can see the authoritative study, study projections on where this growth is going to be. So it's easy to find out expanding communities. And that's where you start pinpointing the growth path of those communities. Well, and of course, that is what takes the time when it comes to a land investment. It's easy to see, you know, in a neighborhood where prices are going in direction and demand, and you see a shopping center being built, and you see new schools going in. There's a lot of clues. And it's more difficult when it comes to land. You have to be able to see into the future and, and make some, some guesses. A lot of the things that are going to drive the value are going to happen five, six, seven years in the future, but they leave clues. Uh, that's true. You know, the, the interesting part about land banking, if, if you pick a population growth area, 
all the land is going to go up. Now, parts of it are going to go up more than others, but it gives you some assurity that you still will have value. You won't have a, like a stock that can go bankrupt and, and go completely out of value. Land won't. As long as there's population there, all land, even the less desirable portions of that land in a community, will go up. You know, a typical example of San Jose. In 1976, it was mostly farmland. You could pick up an acre for on average about $8,000. Today, it's $1.5 million for that acre. So, you know, that's 30-year time period. And you can go anywhere in San Jose and find that every piece of land is going to be expensive, not, not just the good land. Yeah, a great point. And when you study some of the areas outside the major metropolitan areas, like your your, your example of going an hour outside, to say say San Jose, you go, what's an hour outside of San Jose? Maybe uh, Salinas or you know somewhere south there, Gilroy, that, Gilroy, right? Mm-hmm. That that used to also be maybe that that eight thousand dollar acre was only you know three thousand or something, but today it's also gone up. And what happened when a, a major area like San Jose started to grow is it had to go to these outlying areas. So you have the you know, pleasant and in that area, and then south you have down to you know Morgan Hill, Gilroy, Hollister, that area. And if you had gotten in at the right time, then you were in the path of progress. Absolutely. You know, th- these uh, developers that work in an area, they like to concentrate their efforts in one area so they're making good productivity out of their assets and their people. So when you find development in an area, you know it's going to stay in that area for a while and, until it's built out. So you can find out where the permits are being made, and to whom, and you just go further down the street and uh, pr- probably have pretty good luck in finding the right property. Yeah, you know, we talked about the fact that major builders are huge land bankers. They keep land for a long time, but also who owns property is often a public record, uh, and even though they might use entities that are hard to, to figure out, do a little of the research, you can start to see who else is holding land. And a friend of mine bought a, a parcel of land that it really is out in the middle of nowhere, and at the time I I kind of counseled him against it, but now he's had the, the the land for over 20 years, and it's probably gone up about 20% in, in 20 years, but still not a, not a great piece. But just in this last year, there apparently is a large uh, developer looking to do a commercial development, and they've approached him to start asking the questions. And I went, well, 20 years of Right, if you had bought a little, if you'd been a little more strategic about where you bought, that could have been a ten-year play. But even buying in nowhere, uh, eventually it's going to go up in value. That's true. And, and the other examples of, of a typical growth pattern for twenty to thirty years, where prices have gone from eight thousand to the million-dollar range: San Carlos, Belmont, San Fernando Valley, Orange County. All of these areas were basically, you know, semi-desert almost. Uh, until the water was brought in and the population started growing. So these are, are great examples where we live there, we know how expensive it is, and we can see that the patterns hold true even today outside of major metropolitan areas such as uh, the San Francisco Bay Area or L.A. Yeah, so good point. I mean, that's the thing is that you, as you're studying these different areas, there's a lot of different moving parts of it. And and really, if you look at land investing, especially if we're talking about a 20-year, 10-year, 20-year, 30-year horizon it almost doesn't matter when you buy it as long as you're early. Given that today we have even more distressed real estate sales, is it a better time than ever to be investing in land? It is. You know, I, I think if you're looking at long-term investing to build your retirement funds or whatever your, your plans are in the future, start young. You know, all investments take time, whether in the mutual fund marketplace. You know, I can still remember being 20 years old, first mutual funds were coming out and they said, you put $2,000 away, now, by the time you retire, you won't have to worry. 
Most of us don't do that in our 20s or 30s. We wait until our 40s, and now you don't have the time really to have a safe 7% return. You've got to try and get a higher return if you're going to build up the funds you need. And really, that's the premise behind what you guys do. When we come back, we're going to uh, play Real Estate Trivia, give you a chance to win a prize, and talk more about uh, what are your options for investing in land. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Chadwick. Look, Chadwick. Real estate, like diamonds, are forever. So when it comes to real estate, never say never again. I travel the world for Global Property Network, spying out hot markets, experienced agents, and great deals. So if the world is not enough and you're looking for investment or vacation real estate anywhere in America or around the globe, call Global Property Network. I've got a gold finger for connecting you to great properties. You only live twice, so to grow your income for the second part of your life, you can live and let die, or you can go for it, like the living daylights. GPN is here to help. From Russia with love, this is Luke Chadwick for Global Property Network. Give Luke and his team at Global Property Network a license to kill and find you income-producing property. Tomorrow never dies, so you need Luke to find properties and deals for your eyes only. Call Luke and GPN today, 877-411-4GPN. That's 877-411-4GPN. Or on the sponsors page at realestateguysradio.com. All aboard. Set sail with the Real Estate Guys on their 7th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. Aboard ship, you'll enjoy first-class dining, awesome entertainment, 24-hour room service, and plenty of fun activities. Unwind at the piano bar, check out the casino action, or stay in touch at the Internet Cafe. Plus, hang out with the Real Estate Guys for a week you'll never forget. We depart from Fort Lauderdale March 21st for Panama, Costa Rica, and Belize, and return March 29th. Call 877-WOW-CRUISE to learn more. That's 877-WOW-CRUISE or go to wowevents.com. There are plenty of great cabins left, but the Investor Summit always sells out. Call 877-WOW-CRUISE to talk to our cruise specialist, Mary Lynn. That's 877-969-2784. 877-WOW-CRUISE. Don't miss the boat. Are you worried about your future energy costs? With oil prices recently coming back down, many Americans are being lulled into thinking that all will be well and good. But experts predict utility companies are going to see an unprecedented rise in costs as President-elect Obama is planning huge tax penalties for the use of dirty fuel. What can you do about it? Consider solar. Clean, green solar energy is cheaper and easier than you might imagine. Solar Masters is a solar electric generation installation company dedicated to bringing you the highest quality products to develop your own clean energy. And you'll be surprised at how affordable it can be. An installation of solar electric can be your insurance policy against future rate hikes. Solar Masters is offering listeners an unbelievable special. For a limited time, when you mention the real estate guys, you'll get your system installed free of labor costs. Call now at 888-757-7677 or visit SolarMastersInc.com. You can reduce or even in some cases even eliminate your electric bill. Call Solar Masters at 888-757-7677 to find out more. 
Tell them you heard it on The Real Estate Guys. Call 888-757-7677 today. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys Radio Show, and welcome to 2009. We're talking about investing in land as a real estate investment and uh, some of the reasons that might make sense for you. Before we get back into the program, uh, it is time to play Real Estate Trivia. Every week we give away a prize or two uh, to the folks that can answer our real estate trivia questions. And uh, this week we got a great question for you that actually has something to do with our topic. Go figure. Here's how it works. When you hear the question and know the answer, send us an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. That's trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer wins a prize, and then all of the rest of the right answers get entered into a drawing for another prize. That's because lots of folks listen via podcast or after the fact in MP3, and we want to make it fair to everybody. So don't think you have to be listening live on the radio to win, uh, but it helps to uh, to be first. So there you go. If you uh, know the uh, answer to the question, send your name and your mailing address to trivia at realestateguysradio.com, and you could win a prize. And here's this week's prize. A copy of Equity Habits, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, autographed by the authors because we know them personally. Find out more at equityhappens.com. So first of all, let's uh, review last year's trivia question since last week's last show year, was actually yes, in 2008. Year. Last year, the Seems final- like it's been a while. It has. The final show of uh, 2008. Here was our trivia question. Where is the world's largest bridge located? And uh, lots of fun answers for this one. But in fact, New Orleans, Louisiana is the answer. I thought it was my mouth. No, it's New Orleans, Louisiana, but close because this one is 24 miles long. And uh, anyone that knows anything about Russ also knows that he has a very <laughs> large mouth. Uh, no, it is uh, Lake Pontcherian, Chir- no, whatever it's called, Causeway in New Orleans, 24-mile-long bridge. That's so, a long bridge. There you go. But that is not this week's or this year's question. Here's the first trivia question for 2009. What is the most populous county in the United States? What county in the U.S. has the most people? Now, you guys aren't eligible to guess. I bet but, it's uh, not Hazard County. It's not Hazard not County. Hazard no, see, so we've eliminated one right the there. Dukes, that's all that's there. And, and what's her name? Boss yeah. Hog. All right, so uh, if you know the answer, if you think you're the most populous county in the United States, send that along with your name and mailing address to trivia at realestateguysradio.com, and you could be the proud recipient of an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate. That's today's trivia question, and uh, you could build lifelong wealth with real estate if you just buy enough land early enough in the right place. You We're know, talking I, I, I uh, about just, that today on the I show. I was just thinking about that, right? 2009. Every time the year changes, I have like a midlife crisis. It's like 2009. Can you believe it's 2009? Do you remember 1989? Yeah, sure. That, I, that doesn't seem that long ago to me. 1989, you know, the earthquake during the World Series with the A's and the and the Giants, and it just doesn't seem like that long ago. In fact, I think, think it, they're still working on fixing th- that bridge out there, right? They are. But what if you would have bought land in 1989? Now, 1989 was you know a, the peak of the real estate. It was bad, and the, the big bus came, and boy, real estate was dead, and how bad that was. And what a dumb thing it would have been to buy a bunch of land in 1989, don't you think? Oh, that would have been really stupid, yeah. Man, and here it is. So someday it's going to be 2029, and we're going to be sitting here because we're going to, the real estate guys will be on the radio in 2029. Chances are good. And we're going to be sitting here. We're going to say, you, you, you remember when it was 2009? Yeah. You remember that? You remember we just come off that terrible real estate market, and everybody's thinking, oh, man, real estate's dead, and nobody wanted to buy real estate. And man, sure would have been dumb to buy real estate back then, don't you think? <laughs> 
Can you see? I can just see it happening. You know, the cycles in real estate are amazing. The reasons that they change differ. But the reality is, over time, equity does happen. And if you buy right, and that's a, a big part of it, and uh, you know when to sell, that helps too. But even if you look at, at, at land prices, if you bought at the absolute peak in 1989 and sold at the worst market, maybe end of 2008, who, who knows, you probably still would have done okay. Yep. Now, what if you did better than that? What if you bought in the middle somewhere? And that's really what, what we're looking at. In fact, uh, our, our guest on the show today is Tad Brenneman. He's with IRA Land Group. And, Tad, there's kind of different phases that land goes through. If I'm just lo- stepping back to look look at it, obviously we know there's a time when it when it's it's time to develop it. And the land everywhere is being developed and builders are scrambling for land. We'd like to own before that time period. So what are the kind of the phases that land ownership goes through? We look at three general phases. The beginning phase is undeveloped land. The second phase is pre-developed, and the third phase is developed. The differences uh, between the undeveloped and developed are are quite significant. Undeveloped is maybe in Mojave Desert or somewhere in the Central Valley where there there are no towns around it. Uh, We have no idea when that land will ever be developed, and that's not what we want because the cost that – that you pay for it today is going to be the same tomorrow. So no rural Alabama, yeah, <laughs> rural Alabama. Uh, pre-developed is what is what we like. Uh, it's it's uh, in a community master plan, and that's really the definition of pre-developed. Uh, some county has a thirty-year master plan where it's pro- uh, projecting population growth, and that's where we want to buy. We want to buy there today, where it's the low use zoning for low cost, and we want to sell it when it becomes populated. And that's where the developed uh, or edge of town starts coming in. You know, you, you go downtown San Jose and, you know, you see high rises, uh, acre of lands, one, 1.5 million. You turn around and look towards Gilroy and you see farmland, and that stuff is pre-developed. It's going to be developed. There are plans to develop it over the next 30 years. And that land will, will range right up next to town at, you know, 100, 200, 300,000 an acre out towards Gilroy, which might take it down to about 50,000 an acre. Okay. So you're looking for it to have made the turn from just undeveloped raw land where nothing's planned to where there starts to be uh, some development, some pre-development. Obviously, the pre-development stage, you had all kinds of infrastructure. You can see where the new bridges, new highways, those kind of things are happening, where there's a new airport, a lot of, a lot of clues to look for there. But that's when the, the cost of the land starts to go up a little bit, but also the surety that something is going to happen goes up. Right. That's the risk. You know, if it's undeveloped, there's a large risk that it won't go up in value in your lifetime. So being part of a master community plan, a county plan, that takes the risk down. It says, you know, you can look at maps, and, and, and even in areas where I own land, there are maps with the roads on it, and, but the road doesn't exist. Right. It has been planned. The utilities are planned. You know, the schools are planned. That gives me the assurity that they expect the population to come, and we'll develop that. I remember when I first started in real estate, about the first weekend I was licensed, I was working on a new housing development, and there was a big sound wall, and on the other side was nothing. It was a field. Now, what it was was a proposed highway. Now, today that highway exists, but at the time, people would say, well, now, what's on the other side of that wall? And I just say, oh, it's just a field. I couldn't say that. I have said there's a proposed freeway there. And, of course, there the issue was the, the noise, what it would be. But really the, the, the answer, if you thought long term, was that's going to be infrastructure. The freeway right there, that's going to be a pretty 
popular place to be, and today it is. It's a it's a a, a great area. So the, the most amazing thing is is like we bought land. We bought land that's on a, on a uh, highway that now there's a major exit. There wasn't an exit before, but there is. There's a clover leaf there, and of course now the land's gone up in value. And people go, "Wow, good luck! What great luck you had!" Well, how long do they plan a clover leaf right. on a highway? <laughs> it was like ten years before we even knew the land was there. This had been planned, and it's just a matter of knowing that and then figuring out the patience. Fortunately, in that case, it, it was very close afterwards that, that uh, they started the construction on that, and now it's open, and so now the land has gone up in value. But you, you want to be able to be in where you know that there's going to be uh, a great, great possibility. It's never guaranteed, but great, great possibility that land's going to go up, and as you said, hopefully in, in your lifetime. So we're looking for uh, ideal markets where there's some – uh, momentum already, but you're not in you're not in too early. I mean, there's obviously ways to make land. People uh, profit from land. You can you can buy in a development stage if you can afford, say, a hundred acres and then subdivide. Just the very act of subdividing from a hundred acres down to half acre lots is going to make you money. The challenge is buying 100 acres in a developed area, right? right. You're going to need some big money. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Tad about uh, what it takes to get in. And some of the areas that you're in are amazingly affordable when it comes to what the actual cost of the land is. We'll talk about why that is when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Hi, this is Kendra Todd, winner of The Apprentice, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. All aboard. Set sail with the real estate guys on their seventh annual Investors Summit at Sea. Aboard ship, you'll enjoy first-class dining, awesome entertainment, 24-hour room service, and plenty of fun activities. Unwind at the piano bar, check out the casino action, or stay in touch at the Internet Cafe. Plus, hang out with the real estate guys for a week you'll never forget. We depart from Fort Lauderdale March 21st for Panama, Costa Rica, and Belize and return March 29th. Call 877-WOW-CRUISE to learn more. That's 877-WOW-CRUISE or go to wowevents.com. There are plenty of great cabins left, but the Investor Summit always sells out. Call 877-WOW-CRUISE to talk to our cruise specialist, Mary Lynn. That's 877-969-2784. 877-WOW-CRUISE. Don't miss the boat. Crikey! Local real estate market a little slow? If there's no appreciation, there's no equity. No worries. There are lots of markets and many are booming. G'day, mate. This is Luke Chadwick, the deal hunter with Global Property Network. I spend most of my time traveling all over the U.S. and the world, hunting down hot markets, great properties, and expert agents. Give us a ring at 1-877-411-4GPN, and we'll connect you to great agents in great markets with great deals. That's 1-877-411-4476. Well, mate, got to go. To learn more, go to globalpropertynetwork.com or call us at 1-877-411-4GPN. Don't be shy. Do it now. Equity Happens. 
Is it happening to you? Learn more at realestateguysradio.com. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys Radio program, the new 2009 edition. Our guest today is Tad Brenneman. He's with IRA Land Group, and they specialize in uh, watching equity happen to the land that uh, that they acquire uh, for themselves and, and for clients. It's uh, it's quite extraordinary. Hey, there's still time for you to join us on our uh, cruise. It's our seventh annual investor summit at sea. Every year, we take a whole bunch of real estate investors uh, on a boat and uh, party like crazy. But more importantly, uh, brainstorm and network and learn about uh, real estate techniques. And because we're out in the middle of the ocean uh, in international waters, there's even some things we can talk about that we might not be able to at home. So uh, come with us. Uh, This year, uh, it is uh, in the end of March. We're going uh, to Belize, to uh, Costa Rica, and to Panama. You can find out more at our website, realestateguysradio.com. So we're talking uh, about investing in land. And of course, one of the things that you need to be cognizant of when you're a land investor is your exit strategy. So in most cases, you're going to buy land not to use yourself one day, uh, but to sell. How do you figure out your exit strategy, Tab, when it comes to raw land? Well, there are a number of types of uh, exit strategies. Basically, you're holding for the appreciation, so you're going to want to you know, sell the land in the future. One is just to sell it to a developer who may make you an offer. Another is a future investor. You know, 20 years from now, there are going to be some people that say, you know, struggling with the mutual fund marketplace, uh, stocks aren't doing me more than 6 or 7%. You know, what can I do to increase the returns on my investments? And they're going to get into real estate. So even though you bought it today at a certain price and you triple, quadruple the price to them, that's a low price to somebody that's, you know, 30 years old, 20 years from now. So they still have a great opportunity to buy it from you. Uh, you can... Uh, bring entitlements to your property yourself and then sell it. That, you know, bringing the roads and utilities to the property is always a good sign for a developer. Uh, you can also develop the property yourself if you have that ability. Uh, governments need a lot of land. So if you have some land that you can assemble together and propose it to a local community, uh, they're always looking. So there are a number of ways that a person can can sell their their, uh, projects in the future and and do really well. Now, most people would think that, well, in order to land bank like that and sell to the government or to a big developer, i got to go buy several hundred acres. But what amazed me when I learned about what you guys do is that you sell a lot of two-acre and five-acre parcels, and and some of the prices are extraordinarily low. And, And really, if you're in that path of progress and the developer needs that big chunk, doesn't mean they have to buy it from one person. Yeah, that's true. You know, the small properties are, are, are available, and frankly, the large properties are almost non-existent. Even farmland or land that's not even uh, zoned for agricultural use, sometimes you'll go out in the, in the Central Valley or outside of a major metropolitan area, and it's it's been split up. The properties have already been subdivided into smaller properties. Uh, I was just down talking to the mayor of a a town in Southern California, and and he was asking me if I could assemble the smaller properties together so they could buy 100 acres to entice a a new corporate uh, organization to come in and put a warehouse on there. So the small properties are just as valuable as big ones, and it's really uh, the way that we get into them. It's the affordable property that we're looking for, and that, that is small. Most of us don't have the money to go in and buy 100 acres that's near a town. Right. 
Now, you, of course, by, by the very name of your business, you definitely specialize in helping people buy in their retirement funds. But I also know that people uh, buy for cash and sometimes even get together to buy uh, properties. What is uh, Give us the range of what uh, you would typically uh, look at if someone was looking to buy property inside of their retirement account or just in their, their own account. Uh, what kind of price range are we talking about? Well, the properties that we look for uh, have to meet a 13-point formula. Uh, Every point has to be available, otherwise we will not invest. And that, that really tells us where the property is going to be, and it, it puts us in a price range that we can anticipate. Uh, typically, we're going to look at a price range of 4000 to 20000 an acre. So depending on how much money you have, that will kind of determine the size of the property that you can purchase. Now, if you don't know relative land values, that's fairly inexpensive for uh, Very, land that we expect yes. to be in the path of progress. Yeah, a Very inexpensive. So, you know, we, we look at a person's ability to buy the land. So we look at how much they have to invest. Cash is always king. You know, if you have cash, it's a great investment. Um, Social Security came out with statistics. The average American only has 50000 cash, and most of it's in their IRA. So that's really where a person has the investable money for land. And it's also a good way to diversify your, your retirement funds. So we look at that. We can, we can start uh, two and a half acres begins around $20,000, can range up to a couple hundred thousand. So depending on your ability to buy a, a property by yourself, uh, we can put you into one of those, or we have a TIC concept, a tenants in common, where we'll put you together with up to four or three other investors, four including yourself. And that way so you some of the bigger it. parcels you're able to put together for investors who would buy as tenant in common uh, interest, and then they could sell those tenant in common interest individually in 10 years, or they could all four get together and decide to sell out to a developer or something. Yes, those interests are sellable. Uh, you know How easy those are going to be to sell, I don't know. Um, I haven't sold one of mine. Now, I've, I've actually invested in four 200-acre projects myself, and I couldn't afford all four of those. So... Um, I'm a TIC member in all four of those. It, it helped me personally diversify, but stay within the large projects. So that's that was, a great that point. Was really nice for diversity. Would you rather own your own 200 acres, or would you rather own a fourth of four different 200 acre parcels? It's pretty good diversity. Edging or it could your be bets. 10, 10 acre parcels for the uh, for that matter. So it's a, it's a relatively uh, painless process from from that regard. And at the end of the day, uh, you work with real estate brokers. I mean, that's what what happens is that this is just brokered real estate. There's not a lot of you know. There's no home inspection. There's none of that. But probably you need to disclose things about the land in terms of uh, what runs with the land and and uh, the the zoning and those kind of things as well. That's correct. We have an acquisitions team. These are two brokers that have uh, been working for us for a long time. Uh, they specialize in the areas that our formula has pinpointed as having these path to growth that uh, meet our criteria. Uh, we know the value of every APN number in those areas, and they will actually look at the land. They will tell us you know, what disclosures are on there. We get a disclosure report from a disclosure company that tells us about you know, uh, noise zones, protect plant zones or animal zones, uh, washes, flooding, earthquake zones. So we look at these lands very closely, make sure that they're acceptable to, to us before we even present them uh, to somebody who might be interested in purchasing them. Yeah, and what's really interesting about what you guys have done is because you specialize in just a few key areas, you really have it down. And what I was impressed with is because you're probably among the largest purchasers of land in these areas as well, you tend to get pretty good prices. And so uh, part of the checklist is making sure that you're in kind of below market value uh, in order to make sure that, that from day one, your investors uh, have some room to grow. That's correct. We, we've built relationships over the years with many of the farmers and people that have owned this land f for 
generations even. Uh, we have contracts with these people to take a look at their lands, and we can buy these at discounts. And, and that's really the value that we bring. We, we find the lands that are appropriate for what we do, that are a good value to a developer in the future. They're not on steep hillsides. They don't have large boulders. You know, they're going to be flat and easy to develop. And we buy these when it's appropriate, uh, you know, when we find a client that wants that particular type of property. So what's the downside of investing in land? You work with a lot of folks that this is what they do. They, uh, they buy land. They kind of put it away in their own portfolio or in their IRA. Uh, what's the, what things do people have to be careful of when investing in land? You know, the biggest thing is liquidity. Uh, this is not something that you can sell overnight. Uh, you're going to hold on to this property. Even though it's gone up in value, you have comps in the area. It doesn't mean there's going to be a buyer within the next week or two. It could be months before you can sell a property could take a year depending on where your property is. So liquidity is, is really something you have to consider when buying this type of an investment. All right. So, uh, you know, it's just it's part of your portfolio. It's just something to think about as an investor. What I like about it is that you've got, if I look at my t- whole range of investments, I'm going to have some cash flow investments that pay me every month. My upside is that uh, they may appreciate greatly. My downside is they may be vacant and I may have a mortgage to payment to pay, right? Then I'm involved in development projects, which typically have a 24 to 36 month kind of return range. This is something that's a lot more long term than that. So as you look across uh, the various types of an investment, uh, you want to be thinking about, especially in a new year, what your personal investment philosophy is. How does this type of investment fit into everything else that you might be doing? Yeah, I mean, if I'm a small businessman, I'm thinking, wow, I can I can put some money in my 401k and you know maybe fifteen thousand, whatever it is, and uh, and and begin to stack that up and say, okay, twenty years from now, thirty years from now, when I'm done being in business, I sell my business and this land has gone way up in value. That's cool. Uh, just had my first grandchild. You know, for a few thousand dollars, pick the kid up an acre or two or three in a, in a path of progress. And by the time he's 24, 25 years old, you know, coming out of college or maybe even use it to fund college because not just IRAs, but the college savings also. And you've got the tax advantage growth going on in there, too. So there's, you know, there's a lot of the reasons why when we're doing our personal financial plan, we, we have our desire. You know, we go to work and we want to make money today to eat this month. We've got things that we want to do in maybe three or four years, remodel a house. We got our five and 10 and 15 year plan. But then we We've got things that are long range, like you know, our the legacy we want to leave to our grandchildren, uh, our own retirement, and not being a burden to our children. I think everybody knows Social Security is a gigantic train wreck. Uh, getting ready to happen. And it may be that the politicians figure out a way to save it. But uh, there's a lot of people that think, hey, you think this this mortgage mess was bad? Wait, do you see what happens in Social Security in the next cycle? Uh, so there's going to be some hay that's going to be able to get made. And I just feel like land really has a bottom, as you said earlier, uh, Tad. You know, at least if, if I'm going to be invested in something for the long haul, I want to know that the bottom can't fall out on me. And I think, you know, there's no guarantees in life, but real estate is pretty close in terms of feeling like it's always going to be there in one way, shape, or another. Yeah, absolutely. They're not uh, making any more land, so it's certainly uh, part of uh, of your investment philosophy. And if you think about what really increases the value of property over time, it's not the cost of the improvements. In very rare instances, right, when we see a huge run-up in steel, then maybe a, a little bit. But for the most part, it's the land that goes up in value. It is the land, and the, the land goes goes up in value in relation to the population and I'll tell you, California is one of the best places to land bank in the world. Uh, They're expecting another 20-plus million people here by the year 2030. 
All right. Well, Tad, thanks so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. Yes, and Happy New Year to you. And if you want uh, more information about how you might consider land as part of your investment portfolio, go to the Real Estate Guys website at realestateguysradio.com and click on uh, Resources. And you'll find there a, a link to find out more information about our, uh, the IRA banking and, and just really, does land make sense for you? Thanks uh, to our sponsors. Thanks to our engineer, Chathan Matthew, our executive producer, all of our fabulous listeners. We'll see you next week on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Happy New Year. Make some equity happen for you in 2009. This airing of the Real Estate Guys was brought to you in part by our sponsors. Corporate Direct. Get the edge in business and wealth building with asset protection, privacy, and tax savings. Call Rich Dad Advisor Garrett Sutton at 800-600-1760. Global Property Network. Have Goldfinger Luke Chadwick help you find properties from around the world. Call GPN at 877-411-4GPN. Equity Happens Institute. The Equity Happens Institute is dedicated to providing real estate investment education for effective action. To find out more about the Equity Happens Institute, call 866-900-4232. You can find out about these and our other valued sponsors on our sponsor page at realestateguysradio.com. And to learn how you can sponsor the program, call Matthew Pierce at 510-521-5100. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on The Real Estate Guys.